0: Hey, guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. How many of you listened to Monday's episode with Mark Manson? It was such a great conversation. One of the things I just wanted to reiterate from that talk was our conversation around failure, our conversation around struggle. And what I thought was so liberating about that talk is Mark was saying how Every time somebody is successful, it's because they allow themselves to just go ahead and make the next best iteration. And successful people are always freeing themselves never to arrive, quote unquote. It's never about like, we now have made the best possible iPhone. Like You know, six months later, they're going to have the next best version of it. And I think that if we can go into our work, with the permission to make the next best version. And then we can actually intend that there will always be something that we want to improve. That is so freeing and it is truly the way to make brilliant things. I think that what Mark said is so huge. He talked about how when he sold millions of books and hit all of those goals, he actually started to get very depressed because he woke up and he didn't know what to want anymore. And he recognized that it is so important for us to have that striving and that yearning. And this idea that we're going to have something happen and check this box, this goal, this thing, and then all of a sudden we arrive and now we're happily ever after. That is a false pretense. That's an illusion. And the thing that actually fulfills us and gives us that true meaning and that feeling of happiness that we seek is the constant evolving and the constant process of becoming who we're meant to be, which allows us to be imperfect. And it's all during, it's not before or after, it's all during, which gives us the courage. And I hope that all of you heard that and can now really take that with you and say, okay, instead of being worried that I'm not going to make the best, whatever it is, piece of jewelry, piece of pottery, the best blog post, how about if I make the next best version of whatever this is. And I surrender to whatever I can look at that I can use to make it better. And I look forward to that. So you're sort of weaving in the quote unquote failure into the process as a positive because we all yearn to keep growing. The other thing that was on my mind is the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. And everybody's been talking about it and there's such beautiful love being poured out. People are sharing how much this beautiful cathedral has meant to them. And I wanted to share what I felt. And, you know, it is absolutely stunning. There's no doubt about it. But it reminded me of the very last line of Les Miserables. To love another person is to see the face of God. That's the ultimate message. I think at the end of the day, we're all searching for that transcendence, that connection with our source, that connection to the infinite. And I think that what really connects people to Notre Dame is what that sacred space represents. It's spaces like this that allow us to see something beyond the amazing ceilings and the stained glass. I think it's what we see that's not physical, that's really awakening our soul. And so my heart goes out to that and I just wanted to illuminate Perhaps what I see when I look at a beautiful, beautiful space like that. So, this episode today is sponsored by all of the amazing bonuses that you are going to get when you buy my book. How many of you have already pre ordered this book? I would love to see you guys go ahead and do that. If you go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com book, you can get yourself a copy. You can also get a copy for your mom or your sister or your best friend or the person who sits next to you at work who you just really want to encourage to go ahead and start building their dream job pre-ordering this book doesn't only get you this awesome book, which I worked on for a year and a half, but it'll be your ticket into tremendous bonuses. One thing that you will be given is six weeks of coaching calls, which I will be doing in a private group. You will also be entered into a raffle to win one of eight one-on-one sessions I will be giving away where I will be coaching people one-on-one. And also you'll be entered into a raffle. I'll be choosing eight people to win a $75 gift card to Anthropology or Nordstrom. You get to choose. And finally, if that wasn't already awesome, enough. Every month between now and October when the book comes out, I will be choosing five of you who pre-order to send you an advanced copy, a handwritten note, and a package of a few of my favorite things. I would love for you guys to be supporting me in this mission of helping the book become a New York Times bestseller. You have no idea what that will do in so many ways, the ripple effects of that. So go ahead and go to com slash book. There's links there to Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and the Audible version and all the rest. But then if you scroll down there, you can put in your information so that you can be sure to get all the bonuses. Make sure you do this before May 1st. I check the number of books sold every single week. And so it means the world to me to feel the support. So please go ahead and get your copy of the book. And if you're not a reader, go ahead and get a copy for somebody else so that you don't miss out on these six weeks of coaching. Now, speaking of coaching, today's episode is exactly that. I've been loving doing this coaching. And last week we played you a clip of a coaching session that I did recently. Today, you're gonna hear me speaking with Olivia. And I wanna let you know that Olivia's story has some intensity to it, and she was so brave to share all of this, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. She is going to be talking about some traumatic events and some abuse. It is a really difficult situation that no person should ever have to suffer through, and if that's a trigger for you, I just wanted to give you a heads up. I feel so much for all of the souls in this world who have had to endure so much darkness, And if that is something that you don't want to hear, I would recommend that you just skip the first few minutes of the interview, and then you can listen to the rest. But Olivia has so much strength and courage to share all of this, to persevere with all that she's gone through, and to share her story with us. It's incredibly powerful to be in the presence of someone who's crossed such an ocean, and we're going to get into talking about her passion project and her career, and how she can weave all of this into something that makes her feel alive. I hope that this will be as impactful for you as it was for me to be a part of. Let's dive in.
1: Olivia, fill us in. So my name's Olivia and I live in Hollywood. I moved to LA eight years ago to kind of pursue my dreams of acting and singing. Cool. And writing. And then I discovered stand-up comedy. So I've done a little of that. Wow, so brave. And I mean, I also want to like, open restaurants mm-hmm. and like have a have a food show mm-hmm. and that's like cooking and hosting and then like write a memoir and wow do different things like that mm-hmm. um but I just wanted to like kind of briefly share my story because it's like such a part of like my obstacles but also what I feel like is probably going to turn out to be you know the thing that right like fuels all of my work my stand-up my like writing right so I like I grew up in San Francisco and I grew up in this um religious community that was like it was basically like a cult it was it was very um oppressive and women were like not allowed to speak in the assemblies and oh my god or be leaders and there was like this teaching that you know women had to like submit to men and I got the message that oh they were like God. inferior. So there was, there was that piece. Um, and I, That's pretty horrible. Yeah. So that was one thing I went through. Um, that kind of taught me like that my voice is not as important as a man's and that even that God himself, you know, does not value my voice as much oh as God. like other people's or something. Wow. So there's that. Um, but despite all of that, I was working at a restaurant in San Diego about 10 years ago and I was going through this quarter life crisis. And I was like, you know, I just felt like I was dying inside, you know, waiting tables and was like, there just, there has to be something more. And I got a DUI and it kind of woke me up and I ended up, I read this book somebody gave to me called What Color Is Your Parachute? Yeah. Which is all about like, what do you like to do? And I had never been posed that question before. Like Mm. it was, mind blowing to me that someone would ask like, Oh, what do you actually want to do? You know, and I went to this workshop that the author hosted, Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting, because if I hadn't gotten the DUI and gotten a second job to pay for that, I wouldn't have been able to afford to go to the workshop. So it's like everything kind of works out, you know, Mm -hmm. but so as a result of that workshop, I reconnected with my love of acting and directing and writing and ended up like moving to LA a few months later so when I got to LA I had I had previously like really you know I had lived with depression but when I got to LA it was a whole new level Mm -hmm. you know and I partly think that's because like it was the first time I felt like I made a decision that was like my soul like my true authentic self and like my little inner child like actually saying like this is what I want I'm going to do it you know and so like everything all of my issues just rose to the sure. surface you know and i just couldn't stop crying i had like panic attacks and anxiety and like but i started i got into therapy which just cracked me open you know mm-hmm. cuz it was the first time where it was like somebody really was listening and you know so it just opened this like deep well in me and I just st- started being like really suicidal, and wow. over the course of the last eight years, I've been through like four psychiatric
2: hospitalizations, oh my
1: God. and I'm so grateful that there is help available, you know, and that I was willing to take that help because mm. I know like a lot of people aren't. But so you know, what, what happened was I got sober, and I like got help for my eating disorder, and once I like stopped drinking, I had started having these memories um, come up of sexual abuse from my childhood. Oh my God. And so I just share that because it's, it's been like this incredibly painful thing to like process and work through. But I'm really grateful that, that that came up because as a result of dealing with that, like, you know, I was just living life like in this fog and, feeling like people were like a thousand miles away, even if they were like standing right next to me, you know? And as a result of doing that work, I just, I finally started to feel like myself. I finally started to be able to feel like I could be close to people and like just a lot of stuff cleared for me. And so I was so grateful to have that knowledge. And unfortunately, you know, like it's actually a lot more common than yes. it should be. And a lot of people go through, have been through that experience, you know, mm. and, but I do talk about these experiences in my standup. And just from what I've experienced, like, I, my standup, it's just on a different level than a lot of people's, because it's so vulnerable.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, which I feel like, is kind of my brand is just being like, radically vulnerable
0: Incredible. And, in
1: my art. And so right now I'm like working on putting together a web series. And then I also am doing standup, but I haven't been able to like really maintain any kind of consistency. You know, I like do it and then it's sort of traumatizing. And then I like, yeah, sure. It takes me a long time to get back to it, you know? Okay. And then also I, I am like really passionate about songwriting. And I think I have like really strong songs that have like, these really great messages and strong melodies and I also I've been singing in a choir so one of my visions is actually like classical singing as well as like pop singing so lots of things I'm also writing a one-woman show Mm -hmm. and that kind of I feel like is a good way to incorporate like everything I love like you know stand up and it's the, the show is basically about my coming to LA and like the story of this girl who like moves to LA to pursue her dreams and everything that happens as a result of that. So those are kind of the things that I'm working on. I'm a little all over the place. And like, I actually was let go from my day job a few months ago. So everything's kind of very challenging. Which has sort of inspired me to like write this web series. In my mind, it's called Hustle, just all the side jobs and mm-hmm. this person who's like offering therapy out of her storage unit, even though she's not <laughs> like, <laughs> even though she's not a therapist. So anyway, that's kind of where I am. i I'm pretty clear on the things I want, but I don't have like a clear plan, and I, I kind of just like, move from one thing to another without totally clear direction, you know? And then there's also this piece of like needing to provide for myself financially, like in the immediate future, you know? So,
0: wow. That's everything. Well, I really, really heard you. And I just have to say that I think you were put in the world to do really powerful things there's an inner strength um, and anyone who's been through what you've been through and been able to breathe in and out and walk down the street is like anybody's hero. Like it's just absolutely so hard to even believe any one of those things could happen to you even one time. So the fact that you've been through that so Many times, and you have this ability to make so much music out of that, you're going to be so successful and so powerful in the ways that you will affect other people. You have so much to say. And if that wasn't enough, you just shared with us that your thing is radical vulnerability. So had you not said that, it would still be like Herculean might that you are where you are, but then the fact that your soul and your being decides that you want to share things and that you have that courage to be radically vulnerable, it is literally like you won't even know the ripple effects of that until 120 years from now, when you're in heaven looking down on like how you <laughs> how how you were able to impact. So please know how needed you are. You are so needed, and you're so rare. Thank you. You're needed. You're needed, and you're needed. I'm amazed, and I think it's really exciting now one thing I want to talk about in terms of where you're at in your life and your business, where you're at right now in regards to your financial success and all of that, I think that you're in recovery. We all are in recovery, by the way. Um, You're not alone in that. But as you're recovering from feeling confused about your self-worth and confused about how absolutely necessary you being exactly what you are is needed in the world, it goes back to what message you then send to yourself, and what decisions you then make around that from that place. Everything that we have is a reflection of what we believe we deserve. We live the lives we believe we deserve. So, the first thing I do when I'm talking to someone, even if I'm not in a situation where they're asking me for feedback, but if I go to someone's home or if I go hang out with someone and I walk them to their car or I'm looking at their shoes and I notice that someone has a hole in their shoe or somebody lives in a house and there's clutter everywhere or somebody is um, constantly having to move because they don't have whatever it is. It's just a reflection, unfortunately, and we all have this going on to a different extent of what we believe we deserve. So we have what we what we can tolerate. We live the lives we are willing to tolerate. So people who have a hole in their shoe, every time they lace up that shoe, they're telling themselves, I I can tolerate this and this is what I deserve, right? So it's incredible how we can actually change that. And when Jen Sincero was on the podcast, and this is why I said... Even though this is work and it's real, it's a, it's a lifetime of a journey, um, you can change it tomorrow. You can change it. It's a decision that you'd start to rewire those limiting beliefs and everything changes from those beliefs. When Jen Sincero was on the podcast, she told me that she was renting someone's garage and she was eating cans of tuna fish every night at 40. Two years later, mm-hmm. she was making seven figures. How did that switch? it's her beliefs. Those beliefs dictate what actions we take. And the more that we know how needed we are, how much we're worth, how much value we have, we start getting ideas. The more we get clear about how much value we have and we get rid of those beliefs that usually for most people, that belief is some form of, I don't think I'm enough. And sometimes it's a, I don't have the resources. I don't have the resources, whatever it is. But I said on the podcast that the tyranny of hows has destroyed so many dreams. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? When we have a strong enough why and we're clear about the what and the what is who we are, we figure out the how. We will figure it out, but we have to be all systems go. And that comes from knowing that we are sitting on a gold mine and it comes from being very clear about why we want to do what we're doing. And so that's where when people say I don't know what I want to do or I don't know what I should do, it's actually a limiting belief. It's an excuse. We can figure that out and what we do is we keep telling ourselves that and then it it stops us from having to be resourceful and get into ideating and creating those those pathways of what we're going to take action on. So I would love to know which one of those things that you do when you think about what you're really worth and what you really can do to change the world and what you really feel most alive and what you really gives you the most pleasure, which thing is it? And then let's see if we can reverse engineer that and start to take action on the how.
1: Yeah. I mean, immediately I'm just like acting, writing, singing, like all of those
0: feels like they all go together for me. And I, I don't know, it's, Because you're saying three things and it's hard for us. We need specificity as people in order to feel things. That's the way that it works. When we want to take action on something, it's the feeling. Sometimes I'm walking around my neighborhood and I get this idea of this thing I want to build and the feeling of it is what's going to allow me to build it. And so you need to feel the feelings and maybe I'm just spitballing. I'm not a therapist, but when a person has been through just so much, we've had to learn to shut feelings down sometimes and so sometimes we keep ourselves in a state of like flooding because it, we don't actually have to then go into the specific feeling but it's mm-hmm. so good to cry for all of us i think people should cry every day because i don't understand like if you if you're human you feel every feeling you've 70,000 thoughts in a day you're going to feel joy you're going to feel sadness anxiety all of it like for people to go like i'm going to apologize for crying it's like That's like saying like, I'm going to apologize for needing to sleep or breathe or go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like it's part of the process of like digesting being alive. But I wonder if we could get clearer because acting, singing, writing—they are there's so much there. And if I think about people I know who are doing such beautiful work as writers, they need to develop that and devote some time there. And if I think about what it took for me to make a decent living and a really good living as a songwriter, it was throwing myself into that in all different ways so that I could really show up for that. It's all the other things that are going to go into creating content and the meetings you're going to have and the and the different kinds of content you're going to make at one time until you find the one that works. So which one of those mediums, and you don't have to choose right now for the rest of your life. You don't have to be feeling a sense of grief. You don't have to let those other two go. You can come back to those. They're going to find their way back. I promise. In fact, you said a one woman show might incorporate all of those things. But is Mm. there one of those things that right now feels like you want to lean into that because it can then bring in the other things at some point? I'm like having so much trouble with this question because I I
1: just think about like my one woman show and that's the thing that feels like the strongest thing to me. So what's wrong with that? I guess my mind immediately is like live theater is not as profitable as other things. And
0: yeah. So now let's unpack this for a second. What is the thing about doing the one woman show that makes you the most excited? I think just telling my story,
1: like the thing I lo- love about art is you don't have to agree with it. That's right. Or, you know, it's not like true or not true, it just is. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of excites me to like have this space where I can just tell my story and just let it be out there. And, you know, coming from like that extreme religious background, it was like, There was so much preaching and like you should do this you should believe this that you know and it's like art is so healing because it's like it doesn't say anything
0: about should or what you know It just just lets you feel things it just washes over you and you get Mm -hmm. to you get to metabolize it however you need it
1: yeah and i think like think about the girl who moved to la you know eight years ago and she didn't know anything that was going to happen you know when she got here but i feel excited about telling story and hopefully inspiring people to like, think about what do they love to do, you know, and how much can come up from just taking a simple action of like, pursuing your dream.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely true. It's very powerful. And I think you could help a lot of people. That's no, no doubt in my mind. The reason I asked you that was a I wanted to really hear it. And also because I wonder sometimes, If we can do the thing that we want to do right now, like immediately and get right to that. Like I came out to LA because I wanted to get a record deal and I wanted to sing and fill up stadiums and tour the world. And I started thinking about why I really wanted that. And as you can see in the way that I live my life, I realized I wanted to sing those songs because I had so much I wanted to say to people. I wanted to help people heal. Mm I wanted to feel seen, and I also wanted them to feel seen. And so now with my podcast, I get to do that even more than I would have if I was a singer-songwriter only, because that mm-hmm. is much more about, I'd sing those same songs that everybody wants me to sing, and that's a whole machine in of itself, right? Like, that's a whole business in and of itself, so... I'm not saying that that anybody shouldn't pursue the thing that they had in mind because that really might be it. I just wonder sometimes if we open it up to the thing that we really want, like what you're hoping to get out of that experience, and can you just start doing that in multiple ways? you know is there a way for you to just do something really powerful? I went to a few times this poetry slam um at Fairfax High School, and there's like hundreds of people in there, you know like paying to get in there's a liner on the out the door and It's just amazing how people love to come together and watch people get up and speak their truth. You know, it's just, it's very, very powerful. So I would, I would explore that a little bit. And is there another way that you can be doing that, like sharing your story? If that's really something that you love about it, radical vulnerability could not be more. Precious. Like that is the commodity. Like if you want value, exchange for value, like you're sitting on a hundred thousand shares of Apple stock and you can be cashing it in tomorrow and making a huge living from that. So I just want you to be opening your mind to what are the ways that I can share my story. If I have this courage and I can, and by the way, it doesn't mean that once you have any medium, whether it's blogging or podcasting or speaking or storytelling evenings or writing a book or whatever it is, it doesn't mean that you can't then also have all these other things that stem from that. There can be one moment I'm just trying to help you figure out right now in this moment, how can you be delivering this value as far as you can to be getting the most value back because you said, I want to be making a lot of money and you're sitting on a gold mine. The other thing to think about is the second thing that you said, which is, is it really a financially viable thing to do one woman show? Who says it's not? And I would ask the question like, if that really is the thing, you're like, no, this is how I want to tell the story. Kathy doesn't know this part of it, but I love the whole piece of how I tell it in a one woman show. There's no right or wrong answer. If that's your answer, Who says that that can't be profitable? I would think about the places where I wanted to do this one-woman show and I would reach out to those people and I would say, this is what my one-woman show is about. I might make a little teaser. Um, If I don't have a teaser yet, I might just put together uh, a one-sheet that explains what it's about. And I would offer to do that one-woman show and I would set up a tour for myself where I was making $6,000 wherever I would go do the show and it would be an hour show and then an hour Q&A and I would do that all over the States. I would do that in every city that I knew had a place that had a budget for these kinds of performances. And I would think to myself, where am I doing this? Am I doing this at high schools? Am I doing this at colleges? Am I doing this at um, Mm. performing arts centers? Am I doing this for women's organizations who put together all kinds of events? Women's organizations are constantly doing different things where they're bringing speakers or they have, or where am I doing this? Like there's so many angles to your story from suffering from depression, Depression, from going through these things as a child, there are so many ways that this could help and relate to so many people. I would think about the different groups that you think this touches upon, and I would think, who would want this story told? Because we know as human beings that the things that get through to us the most are told through stories. When you want to teach a child a lesson, when you want to help your Friends, when you want someone to remember what you said, don't list them facts, tell them a story, tell them one person's story and they will get it. So think about all the different people all over the world whose job it is right now while we're sitting here, there are people sitting at desks right now whose job it is to be program directors, to be coming up with the budget and to be looking for people like you to say like, that's powerful, let's have her. And you start doing that, you can make a great living for yourself. And then you can also start to figure out all kinds of things that can come from that. And you can take people on the road, on your Instagram and show them, I'm now, today I'm doing that one woman show. At this place, and tonight, tomorrow I'm doing it at this event, and the next day I'm doing it at this special retreat. I, you could just, you could literally be doing this everywhere, and you can set up a sliding scale. You can have some people, if you decide like it's a nonprofit, maybe you do it for twenty five hundred bucks. If it's a big corporation, maybe you do it for ten thousand. And you can decide: Are you going to do like the show and q and A? Q&A? Are you going to turn it into a whole weekend where you are like a person in residence who does the show, and then you circle people up and you like actually run a conversation about all of this, like. You have a PhD in being a human being. You've gone through so much. Think about that. Like, let it all sort of simmer, I would say, and then start taking action and see where you start feeling in your gut that you're being lit up and start seeing where the momentum starts to sprout.
1: Thank you so much. And I had no idea, like, just listening to the podcast the first time, which was earlier this year, that, like, it really was life changing. And it's amazing that. Kathy, like you just being who you are, is making such a profound impact on the world. And just you being who you are is inspiring me to be who I am and, you know, give back. So thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: I just want to thank Olivia again for being so vulnerable and sharing her story with all of us. Olivia, I'm sending you a huge hug. And I hope that you keep us posted because I know that you have so much to share with the world. You guys, if you would like to be a part of coaching sessions like this and you want to share with me what you want to work on and what you want to build and you'd like me to help you get unstuck to help you break through and give you some tools as to what action steps to take, then go ahead and pre-order the book because I'll be offering six weeks of coaching calls, which you will get as a bonus when you pre-order the book before May 1st. You can find the link in the show notes or you can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com book. You can grab the book there, pre-order it, and then you can scroll down and put in your information so that you get the coaching and all the other bonuses as well. Before we get to your wins, I just wanted to share a really touching comment that Jeremy posted in our Facebook group after last week's call with Betsy. I was so moved listening to the part of today's episode on limiting beliefs from the coaching call. I'm listening to this and other podcasts nearly every day of the week now while my hands are busy with the work of my life. While listening, I can often find myself circling around the same question. Why am I still listening to this? Why hasn't this all sunk in? worrying about when I'll get around to fitting the latest glean nugget into my life. Sometimes I get stuck behind the wall of, I'm the father of an adult, I should have all of this figured out by now, and being hesitant to raise my hand in a community that seems to be full of young pups. It was refreshing to hear that Betsy is dealing with some of the same issues, and I'm hoping to reassure her that it is never too late to pivot. We all need to keep in mind that if we get caught up in what we think the path needs to be or looking for milestones like an audience size or sales, we will not have as much time to look for the openings, the chances to break through, the opportunities to serve, and letting our light shine out into and onto our communities. Thank you, Betsy, for sharing your journey. Thank you, Kathy, for developing this community. And thank you all for your light. Jeremy, thank you for sharing that so eloquently. It takes so much courage to let yourself be vulnerable like that and admit what you're really feeling and struggling with. And I want you to know that doesn't go unnoticed. Sometimes just acknowledging that we're not exactly where we want to be is really such a breakthrough. And it is the first step to making so much happen. And you were able to put that in such a beautiful way and say, change the perspective instead of focusing on what's not working. Focus on the openings, focus on the ways in which things are Available. And it's true that you're in your own lane. You're on your own timeline, and it never really is too late to start a new chapter. And it's never too late as long as you're on this planet to show up as you and make a difference in the world. So if you're feeling pressured to catch up or have everything figured out, just know that you're not alone and know that you will get there and you are there. Every single moment, we are measuring ourselves against our own yardstick, nobody else's. And sometimes it's the subtle, Changes that are so powerful that maybe people don't see, and maybe it's not the amount of followers we have, but it's a huge breakthrough that we're having within that's going to create the ripple effects of everything else. Okay, now let's get to your wins. Sarah posted in our Facebook group and said, I made my 3,000 sale on Etsy today. I went part time at my day job in February and have so many fun things in the works. Super excited for the rest of this year. Sarah, that's incredible. I'm so amazed. Congratulations on reaching that 3000th sale. It's so clear that you have many, many more sales to come because your work is incredible. Sarah's Etsy shop is called Heartland Lettering. She does these super beautiful lettering designs on all kinds of items like bags, t-shirts, wine glasses, shampoo bottles, and many more things. So go ahead and check it out and give her some love. Next win is from Deirdre. She said, I was able to pay for a new van for my family with cash this week, all with earnings from my Etsy shop. Not bad for a mom who makes turban headbands at her kitchen table. That's amazing, Deirdre. Thank you so much for sharing this. I think it's going to be so inspiring for everyone else to hear what's truly within reach when you let yourself play, put your gifts out in the world. Keep us posted because I know there's so much more good stuff in store for you. You guys, you can check out the awesome headbands she makes at her Etsy store, Novel Designs by Deirdre. And she has floral headbands, headbands with cute little prints like palm trees and flamingos, all different colors. Really cool stuff. That's novel designs by Deidre, and it's D E I D R E. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember, please subscribe to the show because it's free, and go ahead and share this episode or any episode that you love. Share it with a friend, post it on your Instagram. Let's build this community. Let's keep spreading this message. You have no idea how this might inspire somebody today. It also helps us so much when you leave a review. So if you haven't done that, you can go ahead and do that, and you definitely don't want to miss out on being a part of this insiders club, being a part of six weeks of coaching, being in this raffle where I will be choosing eight people for a one-on-one session. You don't want to miss out on all this. So go ahead right now before you forget, pre-order that book because these bonuses will only be available until May 1st. So go ahead right now before you forget and pre-order the book. If you want a friend of yours to get in on these bonuses as well, then you can go ahead and pre-order two copies and you can give us the information for your friend. And in effect, you will then be buying your friend, not just a book, but you'll be buying your friend all of the bonuses as well. I love you guys. I'll leave you with another song of mine and I'll talk to you on Monday.
2: They say that home is where the heart is. So what am I to do? Won't teach me how to trust this cause I get